Ha <laughs> ha Jeffrey, how's it going? It's going. Uh, uh hi, hi, I'm Sergio. <laughs> That's your new intro. Ha ha ha! That's Jeff. We are the Shellheads. Uh, this is the Shellheads podcast. Welcome. Uh, we are a Ninja Turtles podcast uh, where we exclusively talk about Ninja Turtles stuff. Uh, this is a very special, like, episode drop. Uh, not like an episode number, but it's 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 a special a little special interview. Yeah, isn't it, Jeff. It indeed it is uh, hyperactive, Sergio. Look, I'm excited. I don't get excited often. I I'm going to point to the, the the previous 124 episodes as evidence. Um, mm-hmm. But th- th- this is cool. This is cool. So a few months ago, I reached out to Kevin Eastman's people, and I was like, "Hey, we're the Shellheads. Would you throw us a bone, please?" We we would love to interview Mr. Eastman, you know, just just you know, just kind of his people, uh, being the kind souls that they seem to be. They reached out and said, "Hey, hey, hey, shellheads, do do you want to interview Kevin Eastman?" And so we did. Me and you did. Indeed. Yes, it's uh, we 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 had him on on like a a small segment of his media day. So it's not a, it's not a terribly long one. It's about 10, 12 minutes. Uh, but we do have a pretty good conversation about uh, the future of the turtles, uh, the current state of the turtles, uh, and, and even a kind of kind of a little callback to uh, to to the old days. So, yeah. Uh, but b- before I before I hit play on this this uh, this interview, Jeff, uh, what was it like to speak to Mr. Eastman? You know, normally I'm 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 pretty composed and not nervous. You know, when I talk to um, you know, people that are, you know, celebrities or influencers or what have you. I was not nervous. Um, I was like, okay, this is, this is a dude who's like helped co-create one, like the greatest things in the history of anything. And, uh, (laughs) was pretty relaxed and pretty chill. And, uh, it was, it was really great. Um, I, I really enjoyed, uh, our 10 minutes that we had and hopefully uh down the road we can do you know longer than 10 minutes um uh, but he's pretty busy <laughs> the turtles are not slowing down any time soon that is so, correct uh he he is a very busy man uh and and he, he him and his people were so kind to, to give us the time that they gave and it, it it was just it was cool. Like he, he was on video, we saw him. He, as always, great interview. Had 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 the best answers. He was exactly the Kevin Eastman that I knew he would be. So yeah. Without further ado, uh, here is our quick interview with Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Enjoy. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, let's go. Perfect. Hey, cool, cool, so cool, 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 <laughs> cool. Hello, K- Kevin. Thank, thank you so much for allowing us to, to 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 steal a little bit of your time this morning. Absolutely, a pleasure. No, we love. Um, you know, we do lots of different kinds of press, but I love. Uh, we always try to make time for the requests that we get for uh, people that um, um, just want to chat and fans and friends. Yeah, just we enjoy it very much. So nice to be here. Thank you so much. We are the Shellheads Podcast. We're uh, as the name suggests a Ninja Turtles podcast. 
Uh, we've talked a lot about a lot of the work that you've done. So it's great to actually get some, some, some FaceTime directly with you. Uh, and we don't have much time, but we do have a very specific topic that Jeff and I would love to, to, to get your, your thoughts on. Uh, Jeff, is there anything you want to say before we jump into that topic? So you're putting me on the spot and I've, I can't think today. Uh, just, <laughs> it's so cool to be able to talk to you. Um, I, I've met, uh, I've met uh, Peter uh, and some of the other Mirage guys uh, at a con literally, I think a couple of months before he sold the property. So that was a, that was a pretty big deal. And I, I got him to sign a bunch of my uh, first printings and second printing of number one. Yeah, we're, we're still hopeful one day, um, uh, you know, I talk to Pete pretty regularly, uh, most text, and uh, um, we're hopeful to get him back out there to an event one day. So that would be awesome. That'd be great. That's, we've seen the interviews, too, with you guys, and those have been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I enjoy them very much. I'd like to continue doing them. It's just a matter of, you know, let, I let Pete guide that schedule because that's the good stuff. That's the fun right. stuff. Right, right. Yes, yes. Yep. Well, the I, I typed out a real long, involved question which it, it, it'll boil down to, you know, one very specific topic. So I'm just going to read the question. Uh, with the Turtles being a now 40-year-old property, uh, many fans who grew up enjoying the Turtles are hungry for TMNT stories with a more mature subject matter. Nickelodeon seems committed uh, to Ninja Turtles as a kid's property, but seems a bit hesitant to fully commit to targeting the, the built-in adult demographic, uh, at least in most mainstream projects. Uh, what are your thoughts on the sustainability of the idea of more mature Turtles projects? What's been great about um, the support and the attention that uh, both Paramount and Nickelodeon have given the Turtles is, um, for example, the when the um, IDW comic series, I call it the IDW Turtle TMT universe, evolved, that was very specifically designed and designated for the core audience, the older uh, original audience, say the uh, the Mirage audience, if you will. So it's the stories were edgier, more violent um, for that specific audience, which allowed um, the, the, the fertilization in the ground building in the, in the, in the core um, to allow something like Last Ronin to happen to that come, because that was really geared towards those original fans of the Mirage comics through um, um, you know, being back in that universe um, with the uh, IDW universe. And so that was, that was great. And then um, at the same time, I've been able to work with um, Nickelodeon and, and specifically like Ciro Neely and some of the, the uh, fantastic animators and things on um, like the Turtles 2012 animated series, which was definitely geared to a much younger audience. Um, and then less um, interaction with the new Seth Rogen project, but they brought me in to do a voice and be part of that very specifically designed to do um, uh uh, as a kids project, but at the same time, they are fully aware of the success and the fan support for Last Ronin, which is why they um, said, "Look, let's not compete with a much older, edgier turtle movie." Say to mm -hmm. compete with what they're doing for the much younger. But I feel the, the even the Seth Rogen is more of an all all ages type of movie geared towards the younger audience, but it's not insulting. It's kind of makes me think of the first turtle movie. We was something for kids of all ages. Um, so this I thought was kind of the same. But with Last Running, um, we specifically decided to uh, take it into a video game arena. Um, so it's being it's in full development. I've seen a lot of the work on it. So um, we can keep that um, as intense as the series, because um, Last Running was very intense. Um, lots yes, of heartache, outbreak and violence and stuff. So um, so I feel like we've got a, 
um, you know, multiverse going. It's been, you know, as long as it's been, been Turtles, there's been, you know, black and white comics, animated series and movies. So there's been multiple Turtle universes. Um, uh, and so I feel like we're, we're, um, we're in a nice spot with that kind of um, balance right now. Uh, and 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 I would agree. It, it the the last Ronin is kind of proved that the turtles can be successful in a more mature arena. Uh, yep. And seeing that bleed over into the video game is really exciting. Uh, you know what? You know, and to further sort of what you made me think of too. I just had forgotten. At one time, we really wanted to develop a, an edgier live action series, almost like a. A Gotham approach um, to say maybe focus around Casey just before the turtles got there kind of thing, uh, but gear that towards the original audience. So there's there's still a lot of discussions going on for the um, multiple worlds, but um, um, and and I think that's going to continue. The support for all things turtles has been overwhelming. Yeah, certainly after 40 years of us doing it and still getting the kind of <laughs> fan support that we get and people showing up at conventions and stuff like that is just it still uh, blows my mind. It's quite quite humbling to be honest. Yeah, it's 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 been a wild two years in in Turtle World. Uh, <laughs> there, there's been two movies, uh, a, a hugely successful video game, a re-release of a video game, and the two successful comic series running concurrently. It's 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 wild right now. It's really wild. It's very exciting. It's again, it's really hard to believe that you know. And I and I always flip it back on the uh, fans because it's like you know, I always say you know when I was younger, when you were younger you know, we decided what was cool, what we were going to read, what we we're not going to read. And you apply that to the turtles. Um, it's the same philosophy. If, uh, you know, uh, it'd be awful lonely at the, at a comic convention without fans. So <laughs> I could have done it without you guys, you know, that's, and that's, that's sincere and true. That, that is true. Uh, so, so the, is there anything you want to pipe in with Jeff? Uh, I did actually think of something. So with, the, you know the surge of the the 80s cartoon and then like that just giant wave of merchandise that just hit like a tidal wave um would you say it's as intense now as it was then or or they may be kind of both equal there's um it's a different time and place of course obviously mm -hmm. um but they are equal on a number of levels i think the um the the wildfire of the early um, uh, cartoons that launched, um, you know, the the entire turtle universe, if you will, to the to the uh, as a as a pop culture um, intellectual property and as a as a thing, because you know, at, at the height of the comic series, we were probably selling maybe hundred thousand copies, uh, which was phenomenal, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, just we couldn't believe it. But when you suddenly make that jump in nineteen eighty eight to um, suddenly it's um, millions of people watching it and, and, you know, um, uh, wanting those toys for, for their birthdays or Christmases and that wild ride, that first couple of years of, you know, hitting a you know, hundred million in sales. Well, the toy company did, you know, a lot of people think that's what Peter and I made, which, you know, <laughs> which would have been awesome. Right. No, but no complaints, but it was, uh, um, what a fantastic time and what, um, it was almost like out of body experience where it was so surreal that it had gotten, such big and a level that was, you know, you know, uh, mind boggling. I mean, you know, the first time I'd ever been to Paris, uh, France, uh, was for a turtle event and, uh, I'd never been there to actually stand there looking at the historical, you know, his history of historic Eiffel tower 
but seeing an advertisement for a turtle movie was like, wait, what? You know, you just, oh, wow. <laughs> you can't put those two things together. So not only the early success, but also the, um, uh, the global effect that it had, that it still resonated in so many other countries was, uh, um, you know, out of body probably was the best way to sum it up. Yeah. That, that's, that's, re- that's really cool. <laughs> but it's neat to see, you know, I, I'm, the new toys. I mean, Playmates was the original toy company doing the toys back in the day. Mm-hmm. They're doing the new toys for the new movie. Um, but then you see this wonderful wave of um, designers and, 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 and artisans like at NECA uh, who are doing some just absolutely fantastic toys based on the, some of the original cartoon shows, remaking those, reinventing those, as well as the, the movie toys and, and uh, uh, last Ronin figures. Um, my goodness. Um, that's a, uh, um, Pretty incredible, pretty pretty awesome yeah. stuff. I, I guess my last question is: is at this point in your career, personally, you've you've kind of taken you're still a creative. You're still doing a lot of writing and and, yep. and a lot of you know drawing and a lot of a lot of art. But when it comes to the grander turtles experience, you have kind of taken an ambassador role. How do, how does that feel? It's incredible. Um, you know, going back to what Peter and I did for the 20 plus years that we ran everything to um, uh, me selling to him, him then selling to Viacom, him retiring, and then me being brought back in in the 2010 to be a, more of an ambassador, consultant, but then more heavily involved in different parts of the Turtle universes, you know, mostly the comics, but also wrote some of the cartoon episodes, did some voices, you know, consulted on this and that. It was having the creative interaction um, with your characters without the stress um, of the business part, um, because, um, you know, you add 10 lawyers into the mix and suddenly, you know, it's a just, everything just is so complicated and so um, distracting that it almost takes away from the, the simplicity and the pure um, joy in just being creative and working with creative people. And that's why, you know, certainly for me, the comics, um, you know, it's me and Tom and some fantastic artists and a very small crew doing um, the best work we're doing and really enjoying that. But to go out there to, you know, shows and, you know, um, get to see fans that, you know, love all different parts of it, um, all things Turtles. So it's it's great. It's um, being an ambassador. I'm very proud, uh, very proud uh, co-parent. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your victory lap. Yes. I guess yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I think we're at time. Yeah, I think we've got, uh, yeah, I got to jump on to um, the next interview, but I want to say um, great to be here with you. Great to be talking to you and uh, let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Kevin, and Thank enjoy you. the rest of your, uh, your media day. <laughs> appreciate y'all. Uh, Thank you, man, so much. Really appreciate it. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. <laughs> and we're back. There it was. That's 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 the interview, Jeff. We we did it. We can shut this podcast down. Stop it at 124 episodes. Mission accomplished. Put up the banner. I don't know. That's uh, such a weird number to stop on. Uh, I think like 125 would be good, or 130, or 250, or 350. <laughs> uh, well, we we have no end in sight, and it, it, it was f- fantastic to talk to him. Uh, what was your favorite part of the interview? I think just kind of getting an insight perspective from his point of view um, of going from nothing 
to everything all at once and like just you know small town guys getting just this mass popularity just like the the turtle tidal wave is what i'm going to call it because that's exactly what it was you couldn't go anywhere without seeing them and um or hearing about them and just the stress that comes from managing merchandising and and doing this and and, you know doing the comics and and you know uh, getting you know just um i guess some insight in the cartoon stuff like that you know just working on a little bit of everything and just it it, just avalanche man just you know uh was really cool to hear from his perspective um about that and i it's not I don't want to say it's not something that I thought about before, but it's um, it, it's definitely interesting uh, to me. Yeah. And I would I would love to hear more, um, you know, uh, about what kind of stuff that they they went through, you know, during that, you know, the first chunk of years dealing with all of this. You, you mean phase one? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Like. For, for me, it was twofold, like the him basically saying that that Nickelodeon is well aware that there's, you know, 40 year old fans all over the world who want a more mature Turtles. You know, he obviously, if anything is in the works, he didn't say anything about that. But yeah. he said they're, they're aware they're not they're not stupid. You know, it's, it's yeah. Nickelodeon. Uh, and. At the very end, when we were talking about him being the the you know the world's turtles ambassador, mm-hmm. I guess I just never thought about it this way. But like in the position he's in now, he's able to just focus on the creative. He's able to do whatever he wants to do, focus on the creative aspect of it, and just be a turtles cheerleader for the rest of his life. Yeah, and he doesn't have to sit down in a business meeting with Colgate. Because Colgate wants to make toothbrushes with turtles on them. You know, like, that's... I can't imagine that's the fun part of the job. I can't either. So, him... He's he's probably, at least what what it sounded like, is he's where he wants to be professionally and and, and personally. Like, he seems to be having a blast. Yeah. And more power to him, man. I, I love it. Oh, me too. It's like... It's kind of like in a position where where Peter was with 2K3. Of course, he still owned the majority of it uh, at that time. And I'd I'd like to see more, you know, like, hey, you know, what would what would we do here, here, here in certain in certain things, you know, regarding, you know, the movies or, you know, what have you. I'd I'd like to see more creator input um, for sure. I'd like to see Tom Waltz get in on that action, too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know. yeah or and peter you know i'm not leaving peter out well yeah yeah uh, but, he's but been doing some conventions lately um he, he did he did one this week yeah and uh getting out there and uh, doing a little bit more and it was great to hear that him and peter are they talk almost pretty much every week so that's it just kind of warmed my heart you know because you think about the the breakup you know it was like the beatles or you know whatever other group you know that 
the, the you know duo or team or whatever that splits up and Simon you know, and Garfunkel. Oh yeah, that one. Uh, All in Oats. I don't think they really broke up. Well, no, they went just went different ways. But anyway, um, you know, due to the pressures of the industry and and just all kinds of stuff and just them being brought back together and just kind of like rekindling that friendship and just you know like Peter just not having to worry about the stress of the business and all that stuff anymore because he's he's good. I, I'm I, I I'm assuming he's good. We haven't spoken with him. That would be really cool. Um, <laughs> I did not see this coming when they reached out and 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 asked if we wanted to be part of the the, the media day. I'm yeah. thrilled that we were. Uh, it, this this little mini episode is going to be one of my favorites, even though it's you know a tiny mini episode. Um, yeah. But thank you for joining me. Oh, on there. I, just happy as always to be here and be a part of it. I was just kind of like, wait, we get to do what now? Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. have to make press passes for us now. It's like, look, look, I have, I have, I have a dining room full of Ninja Turtle stuff. So yeah. he's one of the only people I need to be interviewing and none of it would be possible if I didn't have a fellow shellhead. So, Oh, see, this is a heartwarming episode, folks. Write it down. That's the only time I'm going to. D- <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going only to remember. One. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the only kind words. Uh, you guys have heard it. 124 episodes. That's the let's, only kind things he said about me. 9 2023 Check that box. Don't have to do that again for another five years. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, everybody, thanks for listening to our tiny little episode here. We'll be back next week with a character spotlight and I'm switching it up. Jeff, we had previously said it's about Bishop. Uh, I take that back. Someone reached out on, on, uh, Instagram and was like, Hey, where's Krang? Oh, and I look back in, in, in the episodes and yeah, we never did a Krang spotlight. Wow. Yeah. And and, there's way more to talk about. Krang than there is Bishop. I don't. I think there might be just about as much when it comes to appearances. Like maybe because to explain my 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 thinking here is originally I w- we were going through all the characters and my thought was we need to knock out all of the characters that have multiple iterations or several iterations. So you know, of course, all the turtles, the leatherheads, your your. Uh, fugitoids you know because there's one in every iteration basically mm. when we launched the podcast it was basically just the original cartoon and idw when yeah. it comes to krang now we have a bunch more so yeah, it, it it's it's a copious amount yeah so next next episode we're talking about krang and then nice. we'll throw in bishop a little later uh tune in next time i'm sergio i'm jeff and we just talked to Gavin Aethan! Hell yeah!
Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.